contact for a while, obviously. So I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation. I think given all the things you've been through and that, you know, you've struggled with, uh, whatever comes up is, is going to be valuable for a lot of people, whether they're going through the same things or maybe something else that, you know, can potentially have some kind of overlap. Um, so if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, then that'd be cool. Yeah. No, thanks for having us on first. Um, yeah, hell yeah. I'm Liam from, I'll say UK, Newcastle, since most of yours are obviously American based. Um, bit about is love all my sports preferably like football or badminton um, main reason I think why I'm on is I've obviously got Crohn's disease and I've got a stoma bag and I think we're going to talk a lot about how I do exercise and sport with that yeah there's that but there's also the fact that you know you've at least from what I've seen you managed to be pretty relentless and on top of it regardless of all the all the hardships and everything you seem really motivated you have a you know happy going kind of personality which is always nice to see so uh yeah man um I never I wouldn't say I had all of that to start with like uh, mm -hmm. it wasn't till I was diagnosed and like ill for quite a while and then I realized like I've got a kick on or I'm just gonna be like this forever just stuck in bed chances most of the time yeah and how has that progressed uh recently seems like uh, you're doing well which part just how can you give us like a, a a recap like a timeline kind of thing yeah maybe um That'd be so awesome. it was end of 2015 20, start of 2016 when i was first diagnosed mm -hmm. like i thought nothing of it to start with i thought i just was losing weight a little bit so uh i'd be given these like milkshakes to build up my um okay. weight and i was telling everyone i just needed them and i was like the months have gone on to kind of supplement for the weight loss yeah, it okay. was like, it's like a little 300 mil drink of 12 grams of fat, 12 grams of protein mm -hmm. and 300 calories in each one. So I, I originally started on them and then obviously things got worse and then the, all the meds came along. Right. Can you uh, give us a little background? Because for me personally, even, and I, I, I think probably a majority of the people who would be listening, uh, <laughs> if there are any, <laughs> as of now, this is the first episode, but um. I don't exactly know with precision, I guess I would say what, uh, you know, what Crohn's, Crohn's and colitis and all that entails. Yeah. I know, I know it has to do with issues in the digestive tract. Um, but if you could give me a little bit of a, you know, like an over overview of, you know, how that affects what you, what it is in general. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. So Cro well, Crohn's and colitis or IBD or IBS are all similar things. Uh -huh. So it, like you said, it's anything in the digestive tract. So your mouth all the way to your back passage pretty much. But yeah. mine's mainly in the large bowel or was in the large bowel. So it's where like the lining of the intestines like sawn and inflamed. Mm -hmm. And like some triggers, some, a lot of people's triggers tend to be food. So you could eat something and it'll kind of like irritate it and flare it up. Right. And then that leads to obviously being feeling sick or lack of energy or toilet trips. That's gotcha. like why everyone, not everyone, that's why a lot of people lose weight. Uh -huh. um, that's like a rough, rough going of it. And then everyone, like you get given different meds to try, but not everyone stays on their meds because your body gets used to it, like all the antibodies build up. Yeah. So you'll get put on something else. Like, and that just goes on for however long the meds last and then obviously mine's led to none of the meds eventually working so I got my bowel removed and how how is that um well first of all when how long ago was it that you had that removed uh I got that done on the 28th or 29th for me I think it was oh it was this year so very recent yeah this year and it's does that have been like four and a bit months does it have anything to do with the, the stoma bag? I believe the bag is called a stoma, right? Do yeah, I have that so correctly? It's, so the, what happens is your large bowel, well, my large bowel was moved and the end of your small intestines brought through the front of your abdomen area. Mm -hmm. And you've got a, a stoma bag fitted. Mine's like an allostomy, which is, there's an allostomy, which is the right-hand side. That's if you get your large bowel removed, I think. And then if it's something to do with a small bowel, it's on the left-hand side. Right. 
But um, that basically just sticks on, collects any waste you have, and you just empty that as of when you need to. So my, I might empty that like four or five times a day, mm-hmm. which depend on my food, to be honest. Oh, the, okay. Sorry, I thought you had something else to say from oh. that. Uh, yeah. Um, so does that, in a sense, replace the, the large intestine or the large bowel? So it... So yeah, it's just the small bowel that's on, and this literally just collects any waste. So I food's hot, basically harder for us to digest, and obviously I need to drink a lot more water because my mm-hmm. body's not taking in as much. Right, makes so sense. I'm a higher risk of getting a bit dehydrated, but it's basically the same system as everyone else, but cutting out the large bowel area. So obviously that absorbs a lot of your water and stuff. Got you. And how, how do you feel that affects your energy? Is it drastically different from, you know, uh, before you were diagnosed? Um, I feel great now. I've got like, a lot awesome. of energy. Like good. for five or six years, I was probably just struggling and fighting to do anything. Mm-hmm. Even if I was playing sport or going to work or uni or college or whatever, I'd be going like struggling every day. But you Whereas still work. Yeah. Wow. Just pushing through it. Like, I like there's no option to because I'm not the one just to I didn't like sitting around sitting in bed stuff like that yeah I mean especially at the age I was I was like 16 yeah. maybe when it started so yeah nobody nobody then, wants that throughout then till now I just wanted to be just enjoy myself yeah that's awesome I saw you went out uh to some kind of festival I think it was looked like a lot of fun yeah Creamfields. I wanted to ask you actually more personally a little bit about um, it's Newcastle, right? That's where you live. Yeah. Whenever I see on your stories and uh, um, whether or a post, you maybe going out for a walk or I think you were riding a train. I don't know if it would be called a train here. We call yeah, them trolleys. It's kind of the yeah. same thing. Yeah, it looks uh, it looks like you're in some kind of um, at least from my perspective, being living in San Diego, I'm like in a big city. Uh it, it feels like if I think you've seen sorry was it all the bridges that you've seen I think the video I did see or? yeah some bridges and what looked to be um some kind of old castles and it's funny because I say yeah. old castles but it's called I think, New it's Castle. a, I think it was a cathedral that one yeah man yeah. it feels like you're right plopped in the middle of like a medieval um I don't know some kind of medieval city <laughs> at least that's a, from my perspective that's how it seems i'm sure that's your normal so but it's not it's like i say it's normal for us so we just think it's it is what it is in a way it's right. not like it's normal so it is a nice place along that bit that you've seen there's like loads of nice restaurants loads of bridges i see mm-hmm. i think what the one of the bridges lights up on a night so that's like flashing different lights and when it's right like reflecting off the water and stuff it is a pretty good place yeah, man, that's awesome. Hopefully I can get down there sometime. I'm uh, really hoping to travel a lot, so we'll see. Hopefully Plenty that's gyms a, along it's here on my you. bucket list. Yeah. Got so some good gyms I'll take you to. I was just about to ask you about the gym. That's a perfect transition. And I would love to take you up on that offer, by the way. Um, but do you go to a gym or do you do most of your workouts at home or how does that work? So I'm in student accommodation at the minute and we've got like a small like fitness room. Uh-huh. But all it has is some cardio machines, like three or four different cardio machines, a roll gotcha. machine and some free weights. So it's all, it's all right for like a quick session, I reckon. But it's not, mm-hmm. hasn't got any machines or any like barbells or anything like that. It's mostly just free air uh, dumbbells. Gotcha. Um, so the audio did cut off for a second. I heard most of what you said, but you said you were a student of what? I didn't quite catch that. Shall I just repeat what I said? Uh, yeah, if you'd like, that'd be cool. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in student accommodation at the minute and we've got a fitness suite downstairs uh-huh. so all that's got in is three or four cardio machines a rowing machine and some dumbbells so it's uh-huh. all right for a quick session if you wanted but I still keep meaning to sign up to a gym in the city so like closer to town where there's all the machines and right. there's more stuff to do well you could do a lot with just dumbbells you could do a lot with just yeah. a barbell you know it's just a matter of being creative you could really even do a lot with just your your own body weight um yeah especially first no you know what i don't even want to say especially first going into it because i think it's true uh no matter what stage of you know your your fitness you're in 
um, or how advanced you are as a lifter or as an athlete, you can always benefit a ton from body weight. So um, that's really cool. Do you, um, sorry? Because of lockdown and stuff I've been doing and obviously gyms and stuff went up and I was just doing stuff in my room with them. Right. So I've got quite a good understanding of all the dumbbells and barbell yeah. stuff I can do. That's awesome. I saw that you had a, a fitness page too. I recently followed it. Yeah. Um, what are what are your plans with that? Is it are you trying to start um, some kind of business? Are you wanting to do personal training, or is it just kind of for I'm, fun? I'm gonna my long term goal. I'd say I want to do pref like one to one coaching or online coaching or anything along them lines. That's awesome. Like P, PT or nutrition. Yeah. Because a lot of the nutrition side, um, I do a lot with the hospitals anyways because of my health. Mm-hmm. And then the course I'm doing at unis sports, exercise, and nutrition, right. with a foundation in sport. Mm-hmm. So having them four years, obviously with that, and then what I'll learn, a bit like maybe it's during them years as well, I'll probably run this page alongside it. What was that? You'd run the page? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that last part again. Sorry. So the I'll run the page alongside going to uni. So try get a few people in to help out. Oh, gotcha. Get some progress pictures in. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Once I'm completed the course, go on from there. Yeah, and I think considering um, where you're at, the the things you've been through that you've pushed through, um, a lot of people with who are struggling with similar things would definitely be very attracted to you as a as a coach for them. You know, because you have firsthand experience dealing with that, you can give them a lot of insight, and just having somebody to relate to is always nice. especially yeah. with coaching. It's a very intimate thing. Um, and I'm really excited that you said that because I, I personally love it. Um, you know, I'm, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life to, to get into the space. Um, and so looking forward, do you have like a timeline for, for when you want to do that? Or is it just kind of? Um, I reckon the first year is going to be quiet because it's just a foundation in sport. Uh-huh. I will learn a few things, but maybe it's, the end of my second, like my end of my second year, I reckon I'll be able to start a bit more. Like maybe it's a year or so. I reckon it'll all come along a bit better. Right. Like yeah. For it now takes I'm some just time. happy just focusing on myself still because I've obviously got a lot I can do. Yeah, and for then, sure. Along with union work and stuff. Yeah, and you know, of course, if if you have your own, um, you know, complications that you have to deal with, that has to be taken care of first, and. I'm really happy to see you're coming a lot further from where you were. Um, yeah. One thing that was really awesome for me to, to see recently was that you, I think it was called the Great North Run that you did. Um, yeah. How long was that run? And what, what was the process like? I know you were taking, um, it was like a fundraising kind of event, I assume for, for Crohn's and patients and, and all that. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. Uh, I've, I'll, I've done it twice actually the first time I was actually really ill I, I was uh-huh. in hospital the week beforehand this was a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I was on loads of steroid tablets which basically keep all the inflammation like calm down right um was running it, that took us like two and a half hours or something or two hours 40 how, how long is the track race? Uh, it's you just do it in your own time so okay. like you You've got like a vest on with a little pin or like uh-huh. a reader card reader or something. So mm-hmm. that tracks when you start the cross the line and then finish. Right. Um I'm because of how my bad my health was, like every mile or so I'm diving into the nearest port loose <laughs> just because my Crohn's are so bad. But uh wow. this year round I I was registered and there was a bit of a mix up with the race number. So I just did it at where I lived. It's a half marathon. I think I did it like 15 minutes quicker or so than last time. There you go. That's progress. Awesome. I'm quite happy with because I didn't train for too long, obviously, because I was meant to have 12 weeks off after my operation. Mm-hmm. So I've only had like two two or three months, if that, to do what I've needed to do. Yeah, man, that's quick. Most people, I, I, I don't think most people can say that they've done the same thing. And what really surprises me um, I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say it surprises me, but I think it's inspiring is the fact that when you were so ill, you've somehow managed to work up the, the willpower to do that. So I'm just curious, what what is it internally that for you kind of pushed you to want to, you know, do that race with, with all the complications? Yeah. The race. Um, 
it's a it's a hard one. I just for, um I'd say so a lot of people tend to do there's a race called walk it mm-hmm. where you walk it must be like a five or six or maybe it's a few more miles. Yeah, I just felt like I was a little better. Like knowing how my fitness is, like I thought I was capable of something else. Right. I thought if I can go and do this race after the operation I've had, it's hopefully inspire others to go out and do whether it's just day-to-day life, a race, a sport, like whatever it is like that. Yeah. I just get enjoyment out of helping people, to be honest, and like giving people a bit of hope. That yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a good, that's a really good sign that you're moving in the right direction um, as far as uh, the other goals we spoke about earlier for yourself, you know, getting into uh, potentially coaching people and all that, because, you know, that's just so foundational to it. If you don't have the right mindset and the right, uh, if you're not getting into it for the right reasons, it's, it's never going to be uh, yeah. as good as it should. And, you know, it sounds like you, you have the perfect attitude about it. So I always love hearing that. Um, I've did um. I've did football coaching for a few years with like kids age four to 12. Mm-hmm. So I've got a little bit of experience like dealing with people and like people's needs and stuff with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's actually, uh, that, that's actually a perfect transition. Also, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, your time um, playing football um, for all the Americans out here. They, they think we're talking about uh, American football. I get but confused no, yeah. of this still. Yeah. So over here we call it soccer, but. So I've had a, I probably started playing when I was like four, like literally as soon as I could walk, I'm sure I started playing, mm-hmm. played for my boyhood club till I was about 13 or something. Um, that team folded because everyone else went to different teams, came back to where I'm originally from to play for them for a few, a few years. And then obviously as that was ending, when I was 16 or 17, yeah. I was 16, 15 sorry that's when my health started going downhill so I've only started playing football well I started playing senior football when I was 16 or 17 mm-hmm. and I didn't play my first game up until I was like 20 because of how ill I was right. I've trained with I never got into a team properly I'd train with a team I'd get ill and then I wouldn't like go back to them in a way Gotcha. I must have been at about five or six different teams until I found the one which I eventually started getting better at as in health-wise. Mm-hmm. And then my second game back since I was about that age was just the weekend just gone as well. And over how long, how long of a period of time was it that you were, you know, on and off different teams, those five teams you said when you were? Uh, from about 17 till now. And how old are you now? 20, nearly 22 now. 22, almost 22. So we're the same age. I'm also 21, but I still got all the way till June next year. So, um, mine's November. Start November. November. Cool, man. Uh, it looks like you got a little green screen in the background. Is that just uh, is that just the color of the wall? That's just the accommodation wall. It's not the nicest, but now you've mentioned a green screen, I could try a few things. Shit, yeah, man. You might. <laughs> so. What are your aspirations with football right now? What do you want to do with that? Do you kind of just want to, you know, play for fun or do you have any aspirations to play professionally or anything like that? What is your... Um, I was yeah. actually thinking about this the other day. I used to have aspirations to go far. Mm-hmm. I reckon I could have gone quite far. I did have like one offer that I got, which was pretty high. And I won't say what, like on here, because a few of my mates will think I'm big-headed uh-huh. and stuff, but... Okay. That didn't, no that didn't go ahead. That didn't go ahead for certain reasons going on at the time. And then after that, like I said, my health just went right. downhill. But I'm thinking of giving it one more season just to see how it goes. Like, see what teams I could get to. And then, depending on how that goes, I'd probably just play for fun or start a different sport. Right. Is there, in a sense, like a, an age where people, the general society thinks it's like too late to you know try to go for that in in the, uh, in the football realm a lot of people most of the people here say if you're not in a good a team or academy by 18 19 then the sh- you should stop trying but 
dream killers, man. Nah. Exactly. Like I, I don't, I don't agree people with that. People laugh at me. Even though people are laugh now. Like I'm 21, I, I still will try to get into a better team. Love but it. I reckon I'm capable of it. Now that I, my fitness is back to where it'll be soon. Yeah, man. I, I know you are. I, I'm a firm believer that people, no matter what skill they're trying to develop, can become extremely talented in that skill um, with obviously relentless dedication um, and consistency over a, over a good chunk of time. And depending on how you treat your body, if you're, you know, if you, if you make sure all your biomarkers of health are um, solid, you're, you're, you're taking care of your heart, you're taking care of your, your joints and everything. The, the human body can perform at a high level for longer periods of time than, than most people tend to think, yeah. especially with the sport that isn't as um, violent or doesn't have as much like uh, um, injury associated. I, I know a real common one in football is ACL tears and, you know, injuries of the knee and all that, which could definitely be yeah. debilitating, but, you know, with the right training program and the right approach to it, it, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that you can, you know, achieve that top level performance over five years or so. Um, exactly. So, you know, you just got to be consistent with that. And I'm really happy to hear you're doing that. Aside from, even aside, if, go ahead. Yeah. Even if it doesn't go the way I want, I'll probably end up playing for my uni team. So mm -hmm. if it doesn't go the way I want, my fitness will be a lot better and I'll still get into a good team either way. So right. I'm happy, whatever happens. And regardless, you're going to have fun. You know, sport at the end of the day is about, you know, having a good time. Um, okay, say it again, exactly which university you go to. I, I don't think I'm I caught it. Northumbria University in Newcastle. It's really, it's a really good one for sport. Mm -hmm. do, do they have a, a, a focus on football specifically? And literally well, any sports, just about. Actually, just about, yeah. My first week back in sport was the week they were doing trials. So I went to trials for football, badminton, and futsal, which I remember you were unsure of, weren't you? Right. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that also. Yeah. So all. So that was recently, right? That was very recently. Yeah, that was last week or the week before. Yeah. Okay. Um, didn't get into any of them, which I was a bit gutted about. Got got an email going into the development futsal team which helped us a little and then obviously I had my 11 aside on the weekend and once I'd played a game there my confidence just went straight back up because I actually played pretty well good yeah man I mean going being out of the game for that long and you know having these health issues that you're having to deal with it's not going to happen right away it's you know you just gotta have you're gonna have to be patient and accept that but yeah at the end of the day, just like we were just mentioning, you know, it's just a matter of how how, how driven are you to be consistent and be dedicated to this. Um, but yeah, it, I saw I saw something you posted on Facebook that resonated with me. Um, just because we all go through hardships, you know, about regardless of what it's about, I think a lot of people can probably resonate with this little post that you made. And you said this week has been a hell of a year or something like that. And I was like, yeah, wow, yeah, that. that that, that that really that really hit me um that was the football week when just yeah. things weren't going my way yeah i assumed i assumed it had something to do with that because we had just discussed that uh or we were talking about it a bit and um yeah man it was just it was a powerful kind of quote you know one of these days we're gonna see uh we're gonna see that quoted up on a billboard or some shit like that i'd love that he's getting be cool. sent straight over at you if it did it did man it did it will um, but yeah, can you, can you tell me a little bit, I, I, I kind of have a good idea about what badminton is about. Um, so I kind of want to talk about that a little bit too, like how, how you, your aspirations with that. Um, I don't I'm think it's badminton or futsal. Sorry about that. Did Sorry. you say badminton or futsal? Though? Badminton. I actually want to talk about the, the, the second one as well. Um, but let, yeah. let's first talk about badminton really quick. Um, I used to just play that for fun. Mostly would play like once or twice a week at school and outside uh -huh. it'd just be like me and a group of mates would go along just would play for two hours each time and then I was like quite good at it so I had a few competitions at school I can't remember how they went this was going back a while 
Yeah. And then obviously we've just stuck at it, even though school's finished and stuff, we'd play every week. Uh, thought I'd go along with the trial at Northumbria just because I thought, like, yeah, I'm all right at it. Right. I, just, I wasn't too fussed about that, though, because I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. I think the fact I did it with my mates yeah. was, like, driven us a bit more than it did there. Like, there it was, was some it, really good players there. It was kind of like leisure time, seems like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just, you know, kind of having fun with the with the boys. Like, even though we played quite competitively with each other, yeah. it was fun. But going there, there was some, like, you could tell they were they would have got in, like, 100%. Right. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe more so than anything, football is where your heart is with, you know, with as far as sport and what, what you'd be most interested in pursuing or yeah. would you, yeah, more so than anything. Um, I think, you know, man, if you, if you did some coaching in football, I think you'd be a great coach and, you know, over time, you're only going to get better. So yeah, I do enjoy know. doing football coaching. You do enjoy doing football coaching? Yeah. So Where, that that's mixed in with the uni course I'm doing as well. Uh-huh. So there's little bits of that along with like the exercise and nutrition. Specifically for football coaching, or is it just um I think it's just coaching in general. So gotcha, we'll do yeah. we'll do a lot of different sports. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about techniques and how to deal with people and needs and all that kind of thing gotcha so kind of like on the psychological side of things coaching on the psychological side of things yeah that's a really important aspect of it that a lot of people tend to ignore or maybe they don't necessarily tend to ignore it but going into the 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 space uh the fitness space and the coaching space tend to oversee or they don't realize that it's a big part of the you know the process um i would argue it's foundational it's one of the first things that you really have to um establish when you have when you're working with new people especially um yeah because you know you're you're motivated as a coach you really want to help people but at the same time your clients or your your players if you're coaching a team um and you know what with the team it's probably not as um it's, it, i'm sure there's a different dynamic to that as far as how how their levels of motivation are they're all going to defer uh, but especially yeah. with a single person you know they're not always um on the same page as you as far as what they want to happen with them uh, health-wise or whatever their goals might be. So, you know, that's good that they teach you guys that. Um, that's that's really awesome. I think it will definitely contribute a lot towards, um, you know, just how well you perform as a coach. And exactly from there, you know, to go a little bit off on a tangent, I really want to hear about uh, this third sport that, that you mentioned that you, you tried Foot, out for. Futsal. Let, futsal is that how you say it futsal yeah. how, can yeah. you spell that can you spell that for me so uh, i think it's f-u-t-s-a-l okay futsal okay Tell, how does that how does that um, work what is the game it's do you know you know what five side is i'm guessing say it again i don't think i do you know what right so but it's just five v five it's oh it's normally indoors uh-huh. the ball um so you've obviously got the goalkeeper and your two outfield players the okay. ball's a bit smaller than a normal ball, and it's a little heavier, so it's a lot more like technical skill based. Gotcha. There's a lot more touches of the oh, ball. Oh, okay. Uh, dribbling, there can be a lot more of. It's a right. Quite, it's quite intense, like quick play. Yeah, we did speak um, about this a little bit actually. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. The goals are smaller, so it's like you know how a normal goal is like long. Yeah. And like just a, well, this one's like quite thin but quite high up as well uh-huh. but, um, so the goalie has that pops really, yeah they gotta be able to jump high protect the goal right it's like maybe it's just if you were to reach up it's maybe it's like where your hand would be oh okay so you could block it with you yeah. know so in, in theory without jumping a, a good goalkeeper like they'll pull off so many saves like if, as long as they're making themselves big but like i say it's really like quite a quick technical skill based game right so other than that, it doesn't really differ too much from football. It's just like a kind of a different um, version of it. Not too much. Okay. A lot of people say if you're good at futsal, it helps a lot with your 11 aside because obviously you're getting a lot more touches and dribbles of the ball there. Gotcha. And if you can take that into a bigger pitch where there's more space and more players, like that adds to your game. And when you say 11 aside, you're, you're referring to just like the 
the regular, regular way football is played, correct? Yeah. 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 So what what position do you play? And what, what are the, the responsibilities of the position that you're in? Because personally, I don't know too in, much about football. Is this in a normal football game? Sorry? Is this a normal football game? Yeah, normal football game. Yeah. And normally, so your standard football, you've obviously got your goalkeeper, your four defenders, four okay. midfielders, and your two strikers. So right. I'm normally the right back or the right midfield, mm-hmm. which is like, which is normally a lot of running, like crossing the ball back and forth. Right. But since my fitness obviously dropped off a bit, I was kind of playing a lot more defensive. Um, recently. Well, obviously, two years ago when I played a little bit, and now mm. I've been playing left back, which is a bit different because I'm right footed. But if that makes sense, not necessarily, just because I don't understand the game super well. Um, so if um, you'd like to explain, I'm sure some yeah. people are probably, if, if they're listening, <laughs> when they do listen to this, they're like, come on, bro, this guy's a noob. But yeah, yeah. Um, so, so left back is like your left side of the four defenders and obviously because I'm right footed it's like I've got to cut in well I don't have to I can obviously go on the left side I've got to cut in okay, a lot yeah maybe but it's a lot different to how some would play like they'd rather be on the side where their foot's more dominant I, I can imagine what you mean yeah so what I'm picturing is you're on the left side and you want to move in towards the center of the field so you don't go, that, you know, out of bounds. That's how right? I tend to play, yeah. Right. So you need to kick it with your left foot rather than your right foot, which is dominant, so that you can move I can in that direction. I can play with my left foot. I can pass my left foot and stuff, which is all right. But yeah. I quite like dribbling the ball. So if I do have space in the middle, yeah, it works quite well for me. You know what, though? I think that that's an, a good opportunity for you to, you know, work on, on your uh, – your, your skills with your left foot as well. And one thing that I was um, doing some research on recently that was really interesting to me was the fact that training with your undominant side of your body, no matter what sport it's in, um, say for, you know, for you, if you're, if you're playing football, you're going to be kicking more so passing with your, with your left foot and say for some kind of fighter, maybe they're a righty and then they, they fight Southpaw or, you know, maybe you're playing basketball and then you start shooting with the opposite hand. Um, training that to be to become more efficient and using, uh, you know, the, the brain power that's required to, 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 to practice that and become more efficient at it consistently actually starts to have an effect on your dominant hand. Um, and I have to do... That's interesting. I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, so I, I have to, to, I definitely have to look more into it. Something that, that caught my attention um, that there have been a lot of studies about more recently. Um, but yeah, it, it seems to be having some pretty profound effects on um, performance of, of some athletes, particularly in fighting. I, I, I was reading on some studies. Um, and, you know, some people in that, in that uh, realm t- tend to, some of them are supremacists and try to say, oh, you should only, fight with one stance or you should only fight with another stance um and i'm just curious how how does that how does that work in, in you know the world of football do they do they try to get you to, to train to be you know really efficient with both feet or is it more so like try at, to a, at a young age to do because you've got more chance of getting into your higher teams if you're good with both feet at a young age yeah because like it is quite a technical thing but as you like adult like adults league now, they're not too fussed about it if you're not great. Right. But, like obviously it does help if you can. Yeah. Makes sense. Runs you can make or passes or shots. Yeah. But young age, they do try drill it into you a lot to use both feet. Yeah, and that's another fascinating thing. Um, it makes sense that they do it at a young age, given that children, uh, th- their brains are a lot more plastic. And they can absorb yeah. information and develop skills much easier. Um, and not that we can't do that as adults. It's just that you have to interfere with the natural. Like how you've been doing it for so long. Though, right? right. Yeah. So if you start to develop a habit and your body <clears throat> is just so used to, to doing it in that way over and over through all the years, then it just becomes increasingly more difficult to kind of yeah. reverse what, what you've. <laughs> 
you've trained your body and your nervous system to become efficient at. Um, so I think it's always a good idea to get them started at a young age, but that's not to say that, you know, you can't necessarily improve in any skill, whether it's academically or physical skill, um, just as quickly as, as a child can. There's actually a lot of interesting research on that as well. Um, neuroplasticity in adults, which is just, you know, being able to learn new skills and develop new skills, um, especially in, you know, in the performance area for athletes. Um, there's been a lot of research on that too. A lot of podcasts that I've listened to where they speak a lot about that. Um, and yeah, it's just a really interesting topic. I'm sure you'll probably delve into that a bit at some point in your studies, if you haven't already. Um, I, I reckon I will at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. Really interesting, man. Um, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on here so much. Um, I feel like I probably still have some things I'm looking over here at my notes, um, that I wanted to ask you about. Uh, let me take a look really quick. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you, I don't think that I, I think I was thinking of this question earlier, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Um, when, when it issues with Crohn's and, and all that, does it seem to be universal for, for most people as far as like what, which foods tend to kind of cause a flare up or is that highly individual or is it somewhere in the they middle? Say, they say everyone's different, but a lot of people do have similarities. Uh-huh. So it's like, I was quite lucky in a way. I felt like I could eat a lot of things that I wanted to, and I could say, to someone with the same like disease, like illness as me, right. oh, I've just had this, this, and this, and they'd probably just, like look at us all shocked, like how can you <laughs> do that? Yeah, like, yeah. Alcohol, definitely. for example, I enjoy. Like, I do enjoy a night out, and my like, it does make us a little ill for a little bit. Whereas someone could do a uh, drink, what I'd have, and they might be ill for a week or two weeks, wow. or maybe it's longer. Like yeah, for one. sure. Yeah, so like, you are a bit one, lucky in that sense. Like exercise helps me a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like mentally and physically, whereas a lot of people don't have the energy to pull themselves around to even do a little bit. Right. And what is the so recovery process? Sorry, I didn't finish that thought. There's so many different symptoms and like, like I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Just little things like that for each person that mm -hmm. everyone's different. Like I said. So it's pretty, it is pretty individual um, as far as yeah. how it affects people and which foods tend to cause flare-ups and, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. Like stress and meds and everything like that can set it off. Mm -hmm. And so in your experience, um, especially now recovering, what were the, what do you find were like the, the key ingredients or the key um, habits that you developed that kind of helped you to recover? um from my operation or just from when i was like really ill before and a bit both oh uh, yeah let's do both let's start with let's start with um the operation and then we'll move into the you know the kind of the habits that you had to go about in like the re whole recovery process so for that it was a, a lot of it was just resting because mm -hmm. of uh, after my operation like any movements i was in so much pain like I was on about six or seven different pain reliefs after that for the first week because I was so, like so so. I think I stayed in the same position for about two weeks. Wow. Um, for about eight weeks, it was just I was going for walks to the shop and back just to try and get my body moving a bit. Yeah. And then I think a few weeks after that, I started with my exercise bands, just doing a few lighter movements. Yeah, I remember that. I remember I was talking about that. Yeah. My, my my main focus for me, I obviously lost, it was like eight or nine kilograms in weight. So that translates to about 20 pounds for the Americans right. out there. <laughs> <laughs> so my main focus was just to get my weight back up first. And mm -hmm. then obviously once then weeks had passed and my weight, it slowly started going up. I, my energy just came back straight away. I did oh. start exercising a lot quicker than I should have, but mm -hmm. because of how like good I felt, like the um, physio was saying not to start anything for twelve weeks. But I'm sure I started at like nine or ten or something. But yeah, it worked out all right. Like everything's gone all good. Yeah, man, it's amazing to see how fast the body can recover from, um, you know, 
major surgeries or injuries or just feats of um, athletic, uh, you know, any kind of extreme athletic event. I've recently been fascinated by um, ultra marathon runners and people who, no, who put their, their bodies through hell. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. And, you know, they, they struggle afterwards. Of course, it's, it's not, no, it's not a walk in the park to run a hundred miles or even go as crazy as running, doing something like the, the Moab 240. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, it's I'm 200. That one. Yeah. It's insane, man. It's a 240 mile race um, in the desert. So I don't, I don't know why people would, would want to put themselves through that. I'm, I'm actually personally really interested in getting into endurance sports myself um what's the longest you'd go for if you were competing anything you know what? i might i might be crazy enough to try a 100 mile run i might be crazy enough to try it um but at the moment i don't really do a whole lot of endurance training or yeah. long endurance in the sense of extremely long runs i i have a very specific cardio regimen that I follow, which has a, a ton of benefit for my sport. And what I'm, you know, trying to do right now, as far as like MMA and, and, um, jujitsu and all that, but as far as, uh, you know, a long, a long distance run, um, I haven't done too much specific training for that that would help develop my performance in that sense. Uh, but definitely we'll be getting into that soon. Um, seems like great, seems crazy, but so it's, it's, I'm drawn to it for some, for some reason I can't explain. Um, you know what though? I can't remember where I was going with that thought. Uh, <laughs> I had something I wanted to ask you in that sense. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, was it not something we were on about uh, what drove us or trip? Was that it? Say that again. You're on about what drove us after surgery. Was it something to do with that still? Yeah, you know what? I think that we just kind of went off on a tangent, but that because it's not necessarily related. But I definitely do want to, wanted to ask you about that. Um, so, what kind of exercises were you doing with with the bands once you started, um, you know, working out again? I was just doing like two or three full body movements to start with, like just to get my body used to that movement again. So yeah, because I was quite stiff and sore, but um. Like I, do, I quite like doing splits normally, like whether it's a push pull legs or upper body, but just to get like all my bones and muscles and stuff going again, it was just light movements like that. Right. Have you progressed that since you started with that? And how actually how long ago was that that you did that you just started training? Maybe yeah. like two months ago or a month? It was maybe about two months ago. Yeah. That's um, what I so everyone says I was actually meant to make a post about this for someone, so, so hopefully they tune in and watch this. Yeah. I was uh, normally people say obviously start off walking, maybe do cycling or swimming because obviously it's not weight weight bearing on the body. Right. So it's quite easy on the core as well, and then mm-hmm. um, also machines. Most machines don't use the core that much. Yeah. Whereas I've went from bands to dumbbells doing. <laughs> Uh, isolations and compound movements but my logic behind it heavy core involvement with those yeah but my logic behind it as long as i'm doing lightweight it's going to only strain the core a little bit so over time it's going to build it up rather than make your whole insides like like so like pop like not because i've mentioned where high risk of hernias yeah. Obviously, if you're doing heavy compound movements, then you get chance are you're gonna get one. But I've yeah, that's kept a it really low. So I don't feel like I'm risking myself too much. So what's the risk aside from getting a hernia? Is there some kind of risk that you have post-surgery to doing uh heavy core exercises? I mean, obviously you have some kind of you had some kind of incision to remove your your uh, large intestine and all that. So yeah, I've well, got I've got, uh, it's like a two or three inch cut just above, like in between my waist bit. And then I've oh. got four little insertions on my stomach. Um, over, I reckon, I'm sure, I've seen loads of people who have had this who are a lot bigger than me who do lift heavy now. Yeah. But I think for me, what works best is just a lower weight with more reps and sets. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you know what? I think that that kind of training is actually going to have a lot more overlap into what you're trying to do as, as a football player um, than it would if you were trying to lift heavy. I mean, if yeah. you consider the way people should train for athletic performance, really for anything, I, I shouldn't even just say athletic performance. You want your training to mimic the activities that you do for your sport, you know? So when you're playing soccer, you're not, you don't necessarily have to be able to squat 400 pounds, you know, rather you want to be durable. You want to be able to, to run for a long time, to kick the ball over and over and over. 90 and, minutes is the game if you run right. sure. So yeah, I, I knew that I saw, I actually went out and I watched, <laughs> um, I watched the U S versus Mexico game, uh, recently. Um, it's funny because I remember the other day I did a live video and we were talking uh, and usually you're there. You're usually there. Yeah. And then you said, oh, no, man, I can't make it. I, there's the England versus Italy game. Uh, how, it was, is it England or is it UK? I, I don't know. If England, yeah. England. Okay. So are you, are you technically in England? I believe the UK splits uh, into, what is it? Three countries or? The UK, it's, um, uh, it's like Scotland, one of the parts of Ireland and Wales, I think. Uh-huh. So I, I'm not a huge fan of the Olympics, to be honest, I don't watch it. But I think yeah, when I'm the Olympics either. are on, it's the uh, United Kingdom the t- like, or Great Britain, where I can't remember which way around it is. Right. Where is, if it's normal football, it's England. And then obviously them countries have their own little teams. Uh-huh. And so those other two little teams, they're just not really performing at the same level or what is it not not as much uh, england's obviously a main one just with it being a bigger area and then the top tier like top tier tier teams yeah. tend to have most of their players in this country anyways right there's the odd decent players in like scotland and wales still but the team's just not as far along there's some good gotcha. uses coming up yeah how, how are they doing in the I don't know what what to call it. The season is it? Does it work like that? As for England or for the club football for Newcastle? No, yeah, for for England. Um, we've got some games coming up soon. I think I think it's like the qualifiers for the World Cup, maybe or friendlies. But oh, so there's still there's all, still the chance. Yeah, we'd, we'll always do good for games like that, and then it's the major games like the Euros or the World Cup. We'll get so far, right. and then. We always tend to fall at the last hurdle. That's England summed up for you. Yeah, unfortunately. As far as I know, though, the U.S. doesn't really perform too well as far as, you know, in, in football, right? Yeah, the, the not the greatest, which I'm surprised. <laughs> it's funny. Which I'm surprised with the attachment area they've got for players as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people living here. You, you'd think that, you know, due to the increased population, that there'd be a higher volume of you know, better players. But I think it's just the fact that um, in the U.S. there's a huge um, – they're, they're more fanatical about U.S. football, which I don't even know what – what do you guys call that in, in England? Well, U.S. football. You just U.S. football? Like, is that the one you throw? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the one you throw. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've got something similar called rugby. Right, okay, yeah. So it's pretty much – pretty much rugby yeah that that's funny so you you said is that the one you throw so in england there's yeah, not really i always a, get confused I always there's get not confused a, talking to you yeah there, there's not a there's not a big um how would you say um there's not a huge audience for u.s football in england then not too that's much like not not huge that's, is that like the nfl or the nfl yeah yeah, the, yeah. there's a few <laughs> Our uh, uni actually have a team for it. I don't know how big it is or what it's like, but there's a few places that do enjoy it and mm-hmm. watch it. Gotcha. Um, it's not huge. It's not like, like football is. Nah. Like, when the Super... Is it the Super Bowl or Super Bowl? Or it's the Super Bowl, yeah. When that's on, the uh, city centre is quite busy and all the pubs and stuff, so a lot of people go out for that. But besides that, it's not as popular. Yeah, the Super Bowl would be like the equivalent of the World Cup for for so US how big football. It is over there? It's it's pretty it, yeah, it's probably the top sport that that you know um you most US citizens are fanatical about football, baseball too, although that seems to be fading away a bit. 
and basketball. I don't, how, is there a big, you know, is there a big fan base for basketball in, in the in the UK? I'm unsure about basketball, to be honest. I know there is quite a big stadium across here. Do you follow basketball much? I follow basketball a bit, yeah. I think it's called Newcastle Eagles, the team. I don't know if that rings any. No, yeah, I'm yeah. seeing. I know pretty much on the U.S. teams. There's a the NBA is the equivalent of the NFL, but for basketball. Um, and you know, I know about I know I know mostly the the, the U.S. teams. I, I'm not too familiar with any teams outside. Um, although it's quite a big stadium here, though, for the basketball, which we used to do have our college lessons there, which is quite good. Oh, really? You did your college lessons for what? For what exactly? Um, this I did sport in college for two years. It was uh-huh. like co- it was sports coaching as well. Uh-huh. So we'd go along there and just do lessons on one of the courts. Right. And did you when you guys go and play like futsal? I believe you said it. Did I say um, that right? Futsal. We'd play, we'd play that most of the time, but a lot of the time we'd like have to deliver different sports as well. Gotcha. Yeah, man. It's really it's been really interesting to talk to talk to you. Um, and I think we should probably wrap it up soon. Uh, I'd love to have you on here again sometime, you know, sometime down the line, see how you're doing, catch up. Of course, we're, pro- we're for sure going to stay in contact um, outside of this. But is there anything that you want to say to the uh, the one listeners, a.k.a. me, uh, one before listener. we get going? Uh, if I was to say anything, like no matter how hard things get or how tired or ill or anything you are, just keep trying to do one little thing each day because by the end of a year or something the progress you'll have made you'll be happy with so just keep on pushing through i love that man it's it's an under underestimated statement people people one quote that i really love is uh people tend to to overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 and i think that you know you're gonna be a good example of that for sure with everything you've been through you've been pushing hard for years and uh it's really inspiring man thank you so much for being here it was awesome